This episode of Grade 43 is brought to you by On Trajectory. See where your money is taking you at ontrajectory.com. Do the math. Five kids. Three dogs, two cats, one and a half fish. Do teenagers count? And a lizard. Thirteen guitars. Seventeen years of formal education. Nineteen, but who's counting? Two middle-aged two men. Two middle-aged men. On a podcast. Get off my lawn. And a whole bunch of misguided ideas. <laughs> it works out to something like grade 43. 40. Get off my lawn. Grade. All okay. right, so we're back then, right? We're not a statistic. Well, you know, I, I actually talked to someone who does a lot of podcasting today, and we're probably going to have him on the show soon. Scott, he's awesome. And he said the statistic is eight. So we got a way mm. to go still. We got, right. we got to get past that eight hump. God. We're only on we three. We're going to fail six more times. Yes. <laughs> I got to tell you that, like, if you're looking at our podcast uh, role or whatever the hell it's called, our playlist, right? So, um, you know, episode one, Edge of Breakup, episode two, Nothing Matters. Like, we sound like a podcast for, like, mopey teens or or something like that. So, we're going to have to come up with a really bitchin' zippy name for this episode. <laughs> Well, now we sound like we enjoy the classic rock station, right? I mean, it's appropriate to our <laughs> to us as the host. It's the jangle one now. That's it's like, right. okay, yeah. A lot of the music I, <laughs> I listen to when I'm taking my daughter to preschool is probably classic rock on the radio. You're putting dire straits on. Yeah, you, you can tell us. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. So what are we talking about today? So we you mentioned jangle. We're going to get to jangle. We're going to get into jangle. jangle. But before we're going to definitely talk about my new guitar. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, we've got we've got some follow-up to do, right? So We do. We have uh, and yet again, we are blessed the gods of strings and vibration have blessed us with more content about strings. I changed strings twice this week on oh. two different well, I changed strings I changed the strings of two guitars this week. <laughs> I I have never changed so many strings in my life. Thank you, Phil McKnight, for teaching me the guitar tech approach to string changes because uh, it's fast and I love it now. (laughs) So you changed two guitars. I put two more packages of strings in the drawer. So now I've got like nine packs of strings. I've never had this many (laughs) strings in my life. (laughs) I'm definitely going to lighter strings. So uh, and and just to try to some. So I decided on, on when we did all that string testing that I think I don't hear enough of a difference to justify vintage strings or whatever strings. Right. I know they make a difference. Reclaimed I imagine strings. actually strings make a bigger difference than like tone would. Talk about controversy there, Ooh. huh? I'm sure there's going to be people like, what are you talking about, dude? mahogany versus maple come on but like i bet you the string material makes a bigger difference than mahogany or or maple to the tone not the feel and how it plays and challenges with intonation or whatever or your neck getting weird today versus tomorrow but the general tone i'm sure the string makes a bigger difference and so to the point that i don't care enough 
I figured I want the most durable strings that are going to like hurt my frets and wear my frets down the least. So our, our, our favorite person, Phil McKnight, he says like stainless steel strings. Hmm. That's what you want to use. So that's where I'm at. I put nines and next time I might go down to eights. Yep. You heard me. Eights. I'm a little embarrassed. I couldn't quite do it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to put eights. (laughs) <laughs> and bend to hell. Oh my God. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. You're going to bend a sixth, right? Dude, bending a flat third is hard enough, so yeah. I need eights. All right, so you got some stainless steel ones, and you put them on your new guitar? Yes. I, I wanted to go down a gauge from the tens, and I'm glad I did, and it was easy to change the strings. Uh, I love this Godin. It's great. You know, for me, you know, like it's like... Uh, you know, in a previous life, I, I, w- I studied culinary arts, worked in restaurants, learned all about what we call tweezer food. That's like when you see the fancy chefs right, and they were yeah. using tweezers to place so. like a little flower on a thing yep. or like a whatever on the garnish. That's just not my style. I'm an ugly food kind of guy. I'm, I'm a David Chang kind of guy. If you watch any of his stuff on Netflix, <laughs> so, I'm Greasy Spoon, uh, keep it simple and like homey. And I feel like the the Godon is like a really homey looking guitar, and I mean that in the in the sweetest of ways because I love this guitar. It's like ugly in all the right ways, and it kind yeah, of looks no, like a parts got caster. Some. Unlike the PRS, the PRS to me is all of them are like kind of gorgeous, mm-hmm. and I'm you like afraid right. to play them. <laughs> I don't want to to get a ding. <laughs> well, I, I had that fear until I nearly dinged it a dozen times, and then I actually. Didn't even notice what I did to ding it. So, yeah, it'll get character. Can't save it. It'll still play. So, yeah, no, I do I do like that. And you posted the unboxing of that up to uh, our Instagram, right? Yes, yeah, to, so YouTube. That, that, to YouTube. To YouTube. And Instagram, yeah. actually. And, you're right. Yeah. And, you know, my daughter, without knowing it, helped me make it a very dad video. Because while I'm unboxing, she's, like, yelling for me. So I just <laughs> kind of rolled with that. And it, it seems a little forced. Dad. But it... It Dad. is pretty much what I would be saying to her. Like, I'm what coming. Time is it? Stop asking me. <laughs> oh, man. Too good. So it's been like, what, about just about two weeks with it or a little bit more than a week? A little more than a week. And um, so as a, as a marketing ploy for our podcast, <laughs> I've tried to tap into TrueFire uh, which we're like fanboys of True Fire. I feel like we're always advertising for them. True Fire, feel free to sponsor us. We would love that. Um, I tried to do, they had this licks challenge and I was like posting two licks a day, trying to get like no more than 10 to 15 minutes of practice and see where I would get. And I was, and and I did them all with, the, with this new guitar. And they're nice. all very different and I use different tones that, Either I created or um, John Nathan Cordy, who I think makes amazing presets for the stomp. Uh, yeah, and talk so you about can a check good, it out there. All the different sounds. Yeah, that and talk about makes. a good way to learn what your new guitar can do, right? Because, like, I don't know. I tend to be, I don't know. I want to say orthodox or like monolithic or whatever. But like, if I find something I like on a, a guitar, like I stay there, right? So like my yeah. on the PRS, I love going to the neck pickup or 50-50 neck pickup and then the bridge pickup split, right? Yep. Just as like my default thing. And I'll stay in like those two zones. But you had to bust off what? Country licks, some metal yep. licks, um, yep. just some like jazzy bluesy type stuff, crazy bends and stuff like that. So you kind of ran the Literally gamut. Literally all of the above. Yeah. All of it. It was 
very bluesy Stevie Ray Vaughan kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like metal that so the last day had a metal lick and a country lick, neither of which I came even close to playing at tempo. The dude does <laughs> six over four uh, you know, six tuplets, if you will, at 190 BPM with metal like sweep picking arpeggios. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Oof. I just there's no way Not I could do it I at like do. 60. Yeah. 60 BPM is about where I'm at. So That's so anyway, crazy. yes, I used like humbucker in the neck pickup position versus like single coil tap in the bridge position for whatever country thing and everything. I think I used every configuration possible. Yeah, on the well, and so it was, what was, it was kind of uh, awesome. What did you think it was best at? Because um, obviously not the not the Stevie Ray Vaughan thing because you didn't have the right strings. You got to put heavy strings on to get the Stevie Ray Vaughan <laughs> tone. But uh, what was it? What sounded the best? Uh, you know, I I really really like I really like the neck pickup with the in in in, in a coil tap mode and the neck and the and the middle pickup which is a single coil pickup. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like the the strat. I don't know if it's the second position or it's considered the fourth position. It's the the oh, two pickups yeah. closest to the neck. Yep. Single coil. That's that's probably my And that's the honk. The sound thing, I right? like the best. That, is that what they refer to as the honk? All right. So well, it's a good thing we don't have to get into like uh coil taps and uh other stuff like that cuz another piece of follow-up that we had was uh our, our buddy Shaker, who uh, would attend grade 43 with us, we've we've known all for a long, and he's a genius mathematician, scientist, musician of, of some sort, um, let us know that we did an absolutely terrible job of explaining impedance, and he yep. pretty much uh, science shamed us. So uh, yep. we're reading this without his permission, but that's okay. We know him. Uh, if you want to have your email read without permission on the podcast, you can drop a line to info at grade43.com and um, one of our interns will get back to you. Uh, so <laughs> here's our letter from a Swiss scientist uh, regarding uh, impedance. So shall I go ahead and read this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the quick explanation is that you can think of an electoral conduit like a pipe that water flows through. Impedance is like the diameter of the pipe. The higher the impedance, the thinner the pipe. The lower the impedance, the fatter the pipe. And you want to have the right water pressure at the end, a.k.a. your power amp. It doesn't make sense to say that fat pipes are better than thin pipes or vice versa. You need to look at the system as a whole. The pipes of the utility that transport water around the city need to be fat because they have to move a high volume of water. But the pipes in your home need to be thinner because you don't want to have to push a million liters of water uh, just to take a shower. It's the same with pickups and amps. To get the best sound, you need to see the impedance of the different parts of your signal chain and what they expect. So any effects pedals or what do you have in between your guitar and the speaker and make sure that the impedances are all matched up. Uh, expletive, 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 you expletive, expletives. <laughs> so so how do I know how to set up the impedance between my right. guitar and my gear? Like, I don't know. I mean, I do know that like, on the stomp, I can change the impedance. You know, there's like buffer pedals and things like that. And there's a there's a there's a pedal maker out there, Vertex Pedals, who makes amazing things. He's called the Rig Doctor, and he does rigs for like pros. Um, and he's always talking about impedance as well. But I just really don't quite like. Do you need a multimeter? Oh, kind he's of not thing, some sort or, of like physician what? who attends to truck drivers. Okay, got it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and uh, I like on the stump, you can pick the input impedance so that it replicates closer to how like an actual fuzz pedal reacts to things. Because a fuzz pedal has a certain quality that it reacts very differently to your pickups than like a boss pedal. Well, boss makes fuzz pedals, but I mean like a fuzz face or whatever. These vintage fuzz pedals that exist out there, they have a very different way that they interact with they your They actually kind of like change stomp, your electricity, and I'm sure right? The stuff you have also reacts to all of it, can, yeah. can react to all of it. And you can set the impedance to like infinity or very low impedance in it. And it'll just play different ways. And I, I still don't, it's still like voodoo to me. <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's still quite hard. Yeah. Using, talking about impedance when you're buying a pickup isn't necessarily useful. Yeah, because what are you going to do with it? I'm curious to get his right? feedback on that. Yeah, no, right? that, that's, um, yeah, because what's the saying? Like, it's not a guitar it's a remote control for an amplifier, right? So right. if it doesn't match up with what the amplifier can do, then, well, you know, great. Your amazing pickups might not be good. And I have an interesting, we should put a pin in that because I have an interesting point about that for what we talk about later. A little bit, I don't necessarily even understand um, technically, but when we talk about uh, recording, which will be our one of our main topics today, uh, I want to come back to yeah. that. And, and the whole idea of, input levels and things like that mm. well why don't we talk about recording i mean we're gonna I, I think today is a lot of fun because we're gonna talk about jangle as our tone we already mentioned yep. that and we're gonna talk about recording so i think both both you and i kind of went a little bit crazy with it and we're just like let's hear the recording a whole bunch of different ways and um we both even created on our own accord without any any like planning we're gonna do like we're going to try to stump the other person with things we tried to create with our <laughs> right, gear yeah. and, and, and see if the other person can identify certain characteristics or not. And some of them are related to Jangle. Some of them are not related to Jangle. Um, but I, I'm excited to, to get into, like I guess, a precursor to the recording conversation, which is talking about the color box. Oh, yeah, There's another goodie you Let's got, talk about right? the color You've box a little it's bit. It's just raining equipment at the Calamar household. It's what? It's raining equipment at the Calamar. The guitar shows up. You got a color box to play with. <laughs> I don't know. I think in a previous life, I, all I did was hustle, hustle, hustle. So it's like my friend said, oh, yeah, I have a color box. I said, well, come on over. Let's let's like bring it over. Oh, can I borrow? Yes, you can borrow it. Okay, great. Thanks, David. You know, like David has done an awesome guy. Now <laughs> I've borrowed his color box and I'm having a blast with it. And this and, is like the um, uh, this is like the guitarist equivalent of like borrowing the neighbor's chainsaw and then just like keeping it for years, right? <laughs> yes, kind. David might hear our podcast. So I, I I cannot confirm or deny that I will keep it forever. But um, if he wants to see that color box the, again, he'll listen. the The color box is a is a uh, they call it a preamp. Right, the color box preamps, or they just call it the color box V2, and what it's meant to do, and you can't see it because we're on a podcast, but it has a picture of a recording console, which is the Neve, N-E-V-E recording console, and that is a very, very famous recording console for the quality of it, including 
I guess and this is going to be for Shaker. We're going to have to get Shaker back in this conversation. <laughs> I asked my other source, Bill, who's also an electrical engineer, and he actually, for a living, installs sound systems for massive places. So he really understands it as well. And uh, so the this color box also advertises the transformers that are in it. I don't know what that means, uh, but these are Lundahl <laughs> transformers. But everyone says that the transformers are what make this awesome. And... It probably has something to do with headroom and clarity because usually transformers, it's all about like transparency and really, really just uh, clean sound. That's what a transformer is supposed to give you. Yeah. And the color box is life, meant to right? replicate plugging your guitar directly into a console. Into a board, yeah. Just straight in like the Beatles did. And a lot of people have done since then. And and cranking it up and then getting all sorts of weird distortion, weird yep. fuzz. Like it's like a, it is like a crazy fuzz, fuzz box. Like you can play perfectly clean and just have a little bit of drive and everything on it sounds awesome. I actually really like it. But my goal was to try to replicate it using the HX Stomp. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> I tried a few things. I'm no expert with the Stomp, right. but like... I, I don't think I can replicate this pedal, which makes me want it because I, I can't. You haven't heard it yet, right? Mm, I think I, you you put a YouTube or something up with with it. No. Yes, yeah. I did put a YouTube up, but like it does, <laughs> does it sound like distortion. Our, and this parents. is not so you. You have a like YouTube, your right? immaculator pedal, right? The the the, the blessed mother yeah. that you talk about, like uh, je ne sais quoi, like oh, it just has a quality right. to it that's really nice or whatever. This is like, how does this thing make the sound sound ripped up like this? Like, I, I it's blatantly, obviously different from anything I can figure out. Yeah, and it definitely so. twists the uh, the sounds. When the guys on that pedal show did it, that was kind of like, okay, that just sounds like some drive or some, you know, some fuzz or something. And then it's like, what is it doing to that sound? It's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. So um, let me play you four different sounds i have the actual color box i'm gonna play them and we'll just be like here's the real one and here's my attempt at copying that and we'll see like we'll just we'll just take it apart a little bit we won't spend too much time because we got a lot to do today yeah we do um big show so let me play the color box sound okay with a, a a light very light um gain here we go let's see That definitely yeah, sounds like the Beatles, right? <laughs> yeah. Start singing Revolution. Right. And it and it has sounds like the speaker is broken or something. Yeah. Like it's ripping the speaker. So here's my attempt at, yeah, at cloning stomp. that sound. This one is right. closer than the next one that I do. Okay, here we go. Yeah, that it's ain't bad, man. There, there's something. Yeah, you're like it's close. It's missing like 
there's like an extra rail of bass somewhere in there that it's not quite getting or mids or something like a lower upper middle bass kind of sound that just isn't flapping as much as it does. If you go back and listen to it again, there's also like this rip in it that like just is not in the one that I created. Now I'm going to show you, I went like cuckoo a little bit and went way up with (laughs) the distortion. This sounds like bees are attacking my house. That's a color box. It's cool. Oh, that's that's the color. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the color box. Here's my attempt at replicating that sound. (laughs) It's like... To put it in in impedance terms, it's like a clogged pipe that just like is occasionally spitting (laughs) out water. (laughs) Oh, man, but that's crazy. And it takes like four blocks of my of the stomps like devices for me to even try to get close to it, wow. you know, because there's like EQ, two different fuzzes I used, and whatever, and this preamp block, and then a speaker block, and a whatever. Like, yeah, it's the, there's a lot. The color going on the, in that definitely makes yeah, it sound like there are a lot of things happening, right? It's not just fuzz, right? It's like there's no. a little loudness, there's a little softness, there's a little angriness or whatever kind of mixed in but they're all very very blended just because some yeah some guy got a transistor right decades ago. it's kind of awesome yeah. it was just kind of fun because we're talking about recording at home obviously with computers and we're going to talk a little bit about like how to do it quickly because we're all busy with day jobs and kids and occasionally we need to sleep so like how do we do things and that was fun because it's trying to copy like a real you know, we kind of nerded out there. It's trying to copy like a real console, right? Yeah. That was why I thought that was. Yeah. So time management, right? I mean, that's the thing. So I would be willing to bet you were able to get up and running. And even with trying to rip off the color box or trying to come up with Jangle or doing whatever, I feel like you've got a go bag for recording, so to speak. Yeah. You you have you You can get up and go. And I don't quite have that approach. So talk about like, how do you, how do you get that done? Right. And manage a, a kid. Right. So like, you let you open your new recording guitar. the podcast even, right? <laughs> right. How do we record the podcast? So I record, uh, using a mixer and a DAW in the computer. Right. So that's like a mixing console within the, the computer, which can be used for recording as well. But in this case here, I'm using it to add effects to my voice so that there's like compression and noise gate and things like that. Uh, we're still figuring out some stuff around the monitoring. It's <laughs> like doubling up in my ear. It's and all that's running been a perfect. bit of a challenge. But um, generally speaking, what I do is my, I rely on presets as much as possible for things. And so in my mixer, it's a Behringer Flow 8 and I can set it entirely for, uh, I, sorry, I can do presets for all of the, um, the tracks and everything, right? So, so I have like the podcast uh, preset, and then right. I have my during the day preset, and we'll talk about that on another episode. Like, uh, I I like to record myself just playing the guitar, so there's no microphone, so it's a lot easier. So I have that ready to go uh, when I want to do that and record like a backing track along with myself playing the guitar. And so, um, is that or, you're capturing? You know, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, but so you're capturing like raw, like direct audio in that or you're capturing miking 
your miking guitar or your line in? Oh, no, good question. Good question. I don't do any of that. That's 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 too much work and it's loud. And <laughs> I want to be able to play guitar at six in the morning. That's literally when I get up and I practice the guitar is at six in the morning when everyone is still asleep. And so it's headphones and it's my HX Stomp, which has all my presets. And the HX Stomp, if you're not familiar, has amp simulators, right? It emulates amps and mm-hmm. effects and, and speakers. Uh, you know, I have a dream someday of having like all the amps ever or going somewhere that has all the amps ever. And maybe we can like record and compare the two. Uh, but like it's well, amazing. I mean, yeah, it's good. It's so, no color box. Uh, but. Yeah, I do it all through there. And then the other thing, so I use a DAW often that it's called Reaper, and it's highly customizable. But it's also there's a learning curve. But at other times, what I'll do is I use uh, GarageBand, and GarageBand is amazing. And I would say if you're going to get into recording your stuff, I think getting a Mac. Is worth. I love. Yeah, I use I mean, PCs. Talk about lower the barrier. I'm not lowers like the barrier uh, the, so I, fast, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, like uh, it, it has instruments. It has um, so much functionality, and it's free. Like you can buy a used Mac for a few hundred bucks for under a thousand bucks that you can use for recording. It like almost pays for itself if you're going to use something like GarageBand yeah. and. You, there's other apps that I use when I'm practicing, like iReal Pro. I don't know if you're familiar. iReal Pro is for charts, and it, you write a chart, like here, here's the chord changes to my song, and then it creates the, the bass, the drums, the keyboard backing for you. Hmm. And it doesn't sound amazing. It's not like, oh, that sounds like a real band. No, it sounds yeah. like uh, a slightly decent uh, computer sounds but pretty darn good and good enough for practicing like without a doubt it's pretty fantastic so yeah, yeah. i mean um, you could you could max, write and record. when it comes to music and stuff yeah is the way to go yeah i mean all you need is a mac right i mean you you can do something very plausible with a mac right you could say uh you know we shipped nirvana to a desert island with a mac and they recorded their album and it would sound freaking amazing and they'd be able to do it easily so yeah it definitely it it lends itself to it it lowers lowers the bar uh, the barrier to entry and i I, and we'll hear jangle today that i did with my 15 or 20 dollar behringer audio interface just to compare that to my $600 HX Stomp, which is the audio interface I use to record with. But I did them all with GarageBand. So I tried to keep it. I wanted to do something interesting, which was like super low budget yeah. and fast. So I used GarageBand. And um, maybe we'll just go into my recordings of Jangle while we're talking about recording, just so that yeah. we can just have that flow. And then we'll get into your recording, and then we'll talk Jangle or whatever. Yeah. Is that? Let's do it. Yeah. I recorded Jangle uh, a few different ways, and I'm just going to share the recordings I did with the um, metal foil. So I did it. I did it four different ways. I really nerded out, but I'm going to spare everybody. <laughs> did, did you do it with we don't a guitar need to do it with the that had the string wrapped around the pickup switch? <laughs> the Iben <laughs> when I went to restr- <laughs> the Iben is the string snapped when I was changing the pickups. And when I was trying to put the strings on, the string, I wasn't paying attention, and it got caught on the on the pickup switch. And I was like, oh, crap. I'm going to get a kink in the string. You know, that whole stress out. Oh, man. On your um, new stainless steels. 
And uh, so I, I put metal foil pickups on it, which are meant, they're known to be jangly. And uh, I recorded it with the Behringer and I recorded it with the HX Stomp. And we can just hear the difference real quick between the two. Well, we don't need to bother with the Godon uh, for this, but I recorded on that too. Cool. So um, let's do it. What is jangle, right? So, so how did I record that? I used almost entirely default preset on GarageBand <laughs> with their Vox amp. And then I actually That's... cranked up the delay and stuff. Because for me, Jangle is all about like kind of sounding like a 12-string acoustic guitar in my head. What is Jangle? Jangle is like a 12-string acoustic guitar. Yeah, do you know that's, what's kind of interesting is um, a Vox will feature both in um, a little bit of my recording stuff as well as my Jangle. Jangle to me is, yeah, it's a twelve string guitar. It's it's like a lot of little micro vibrations going on, but not really a chorusing effect. You don't want to get to that with like as soon as you start approaching the eighties, you're gone, you're out. But like that <laughs> kind of um, really yeah. micro vibrations, not, not flange, going on. but. Something that goes, not yeah, and flames, I also had not a chorus yeah. pedal. So here it is. So that was with the Behringer. That's a $15, $20 uh, recording device. Here it is with the Stomp. The same preset, everything. Uh, but I turned off the effects on the Stomp and went clean into a GarageBand and did the same thing. That's a lot cleaner, right? Yeah, that's um, it's just a lot more suitable to guitar. Which, when we get to mine, I got the like the exact same conclusion between the two interfaces I used. Is oh, that's funny. Yeah, but that definitely sounded more like um, the the first one's like, hey, I got an idea, let me play an idea. The second one is the producer heard that idea and now he's contoured it and now it's going to fit into a jangly song, right? So yeah, yeah, and it's. No change in EQ or any kind of stuff. That's the, I get. I think what makes the big difference, I think it's the quality of the preamps in the audio interfaces and the hardware processing it, right? Like the, the, the HX stomp has its own power. Mm-hmm. The Behringer is literally just a USB it's just, device yeah, it's that just you plug in. A conduit. So, so let me ask you this, right? So, you know, efficiency, making sure like you can get up, you can get your 6 a.m. practice in, all that. You can record stuff when you need to record it. You can work on Jangle. Like what are the physical logistics of that, right? How many different, are you like a switchboard operator pulling one cable from one and, you know, connecting it over there? Or is it like, are you sitting down and pressing a button? When I am not worried about the podcast, Mm -hmm. I am sitting down and pressing a button every time. There's like nothing to it everything's already fully plugged in good to go if i was going to make a video recording because i use obs to do that I, I i use my mixer to record the guitar sound and the backing track that's playing on the computer mm. and obs which is open broadcast software um i i have to unplug the hx stomp 
and then I because my computer only has two USBs, right. uh, and I plug in a, a camera because I want a remote camera from a different angle. So that's it. That's the only <laughs> reason it. why I have to unplug. I was, well, I was curious Otherwise, about how you got like your uh, when you're doing your your uh, lick jam or March Madness stuff. I was wondering how did you record it like that. So that's good. That's cool to know. But overall, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. talking. And, and I'll tell you a hack for practicing stuff is like on True Fire. Sometimes the music is just too fast to practice. And I, as much as I love True Fire, the feature where you take the backing track and you slow it down makes it sound like crap. <laughs> they need to make that better somehow. It goes from one to half. And when it goes to half, the sample rate or whatever, oh, there's like weirdness going on. Just it just sounds yeah. lousy. And, and when I, so then what I do is I record it into Reaper real quick. And uh, then in Reaper, I can preserve the pitch and I can slow it down and it still sounds like much more like the original recording. And that's how I like to, to do it. Because I, I mean, we're having fun, right? So it's got to like sound good. Yeah. I'm not practicing because I need to pass a test or whatever and I'm going to endure, endure like some crap sound. So <laughs> yeah, I have to record that backing track in order for me to play along with it. I'd say you're probably in like the polar op, well, not polar opposite, but you're you execute on this like idea of being ready to go and maximizing your time um, way better than what goes on in my my humble recording <laughs> studio. <laughs> and if you check uh, Instagram, you'll the the Instagramification of this concept is the picture of one of my audio interfaces plugged into the input. Uh, take the output from that plugged into the input of a different one of, you know, um, my other audio interfaces. So I've got like this re- plurality of recording options, which seems cool. And I just did like, I've done four times since I've gotten these. Like, so I have, um, I have a Scarlet 2i2 interface, which you're hearing me through now, and I can plug a guitar in or I can mic. Uh, I got two inputs on that. Um, and then I've also got a uh, positive grid just launched, uh, their own, audio interface and it's called a riff right so that matches up with the spark which i love and the bio software which i like as well so both of these things do the exact same job i've got no reason necessarily to have both of them um bought one on a uh, a little bit of a lark but like there's like my recording desk and i've got one cable on one side for one one cable on the other and i'm switching usbs around to figure out which one goes to there and i I haven't done anything with either of them other than set them up and make them quote unquote easy to use. <laughs> but if you booked time in my studio, be like, let me get my, let me get my intern in here so that he can ask you all the questions. You should say earlier today I was playing around and I literally, I looked like a switchboard operator. I was pulling one uh, instrument cable out of one amp, putting it into another interface, moving that around, taking a USB off of one interface. It was absolutely crazy. And I just have this, like, this is a recurring thing. I call this like my notebook problem. I like to have a notebook, right? And um, like to track my to-dos and my creative pursuits and whatever. But I get to that, like, I can't start writing in the notebook because if I start writing in the notebook, that's going to totally screw it up, right? So, you know, <laughs> it's like, um, yeah. And then, or like, I just start like chopping it into like, okay, well, I'm going to have this for this scenario and this for this scenario and overcomplicate it, right? Like just to a million <laughs> times. Whereas, you know what? When I had one guitar interface that I had to, and I still have it, I think, I had to fish it out of my guitar bag. I had to find the USB adapter, plug it into my computer, fire up GarageBand, hope everything got recognized. I recorded a lot of songs with that methodology, but I've created this perfect world that's like, well, yeah, it's it's great. I've got a plurality of stuff you can use, but just, you know. At the end of the day, I may say, grab the microphone stand and put it next to my um, my actual amp. 
So, so I got to ask then, right? Like it begets the question, like why I, I get having lots of gear and wanting different things for slightly different, um, intentions, but what makes it hard for record? Why are, why do you need in the moment, like multiple interfaces or different things? Kind oh yeah, of thing? absolutely. Or do you not need that? Like what's, what's going on? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. Definitely the riff was an impulse buy, right? And I was like capitalizing on, oh, well, I just spent some money on this software and I wonder if their interface works better than the interface I'm using. Um, I got the 2i2 because the idea of doing voice and guitar at the same time was appealing and this could do that. Um, and I just heard, you know, good things about it, but didn't really track, you know, how good is it recording guitar? It can record guitar, right? Um, but then the riff was, you know, it's the you know, spark and positive grid and all that. Like they market themselves like, you know, really doing amazing guitar stuff. So I thought, huh, I haven't had an interface in a while. Maybe that's just the easier thing. Generally, I only need the 2i2 for us talking because I, <laughs> as you'll hear in my samples, man, my playing is shit. I haven't written anything. I haven't, I've not been doing the licks. I've been, you know, maybe, you know, taking a class and, you know, doing some gear research and stuff like that. But like, I haven't really done anything musical with it. So I think if I had something to do, I would, I could pick one and go for it. But there is no, there is no real reason why I have it other than, well, they're, they're offering like 80% off or whatever it was. And I, I, I have guac money. Right. So I'm going to get this thing. But here's the interesting thing. Everyone loves our guac thing. And it's yeah. so true, though. That That's <laughs> yeah. where it's at. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Now, the riff, though, is kind of cool because you can use that with the, the bias software, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I could use the bias software as a plugin inside of GarageBand or as a standalone thing. But yeah, it, you know, it's yeah. designed to work together. Right. And so like one of the things. Yeah. And this is interesting, and I'm gonna have a weird a little analogy to make. So, um, one of the things when you get the riff is it like it wants you to figure out um, it wants it says do you want to turn on auto gain control? And I'm like, hmm, I, I don't know. And it's got a you know, input and output, and they got values that go from like zero to fifty or something like that. I don't know what's a good one other than to do what I would do with the two i two, which is play until I see it start to clip, and then roll it back a little bit, right? But this one, it's like, yeah, just play naturally. We'll figure out where this thing needs to be. And that's not something that I would ever say, like, if I said, you know, Calamar, you need, you need to get something that has an automatic level control in it. You might be off put by that because, like, no, I want to control the levels. And it's not that hard to control levels. But similar to we just bought a new mattress at home. And not that I shop for a mattress based on how easy it is to sit on the side of the bed and put your shoes or socks on in the morning. <laughs> It's really good when that part is good. And I got to say the challenge that I had in my recording, because I didn't actually take a Werner Herzog approach. I took like this science approach of A, B, A, B. And then like, oh my God, which interface is doing what? The riff just kills it, man. It's just like much like the, um, the, the stop. It, it knows there's a guitar on the other end. So it does such a better job of that. And it adjusts itself, I think. So I played with two different guitars. I played with the, the PRS um, and then also my old ES, um, Epiphone hollow body. Right. And especially when the hollow body got too hot cause it was pushing so many mids, it just figured it out. Cool. Okay. I was kind of clipping there, set it to auto and like, Oh, that smoothed it out. And now there's, there's articulation. Random side question about it. Cause I'm not that familiar with it. Does it let you hear affected guitar, but it records, will it record a clean input? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I guess that, well, that's a function of, I mean, what, like the positive grid stuff doesn't actually have any recording capability, right? So you have to have something that would leverage it, right? So, um, yeah, I can use it as the interface. I can apply all the effects to it, but still in GarageBand, I can go and say, oh, turn all that off and then apply this other level of effects to it, if that makes sense. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That's yeah. a little different from the Stomp because the Stomp is is an effects processor in itself, right? Like I yeah. take that to the gig and I can plug that into an amp and I yep. can play and it has effects. But one of the nice features it has when you record through it, because it's also an audio interface, is like it has like five or six different digital inputs so when I go to the DAW, I can pick which input right, I want to use right. and you can for get your, stereo your or native. whatever. And one of them yeah. is like clean. Yeah. So I can set it to like an effect to play, but it doesn't record that, yeah. which is kind of great. And then later I can go in and use the DAW's version of the Helix software called mm-hmm. Native yep. and, and like use that when I to get it like exactly the way I want it to sound yeah yeah and the funny little use case that I thought of to like to justify my purchase was like well you know it's really small and it connects to my iPad and my iPhone so that's kind of cool so when I want to sit in the bedroom and have you know all my Marshall stacks at my disposal all I gotta do is throw a pair of headphones into it and connect it up to my um, my device and then I'm kind of good so that is kind of neat the number of times I've done that zero. Like I said, I got into this whole idea of what do these two different things sound like? And then I AB'd the hell out of them. And then I also, for a little twist, the bias software has a thing called guitar match, where you basically say, this is what I'm playing, make it sound like this. So I took, there is no preset model for the PRS, I don't think. So I took like, you know, just a dual humbucker model and measured that so it, it captured that, knows what my guitar sounds like, and I made it sound like an ES. And then I did vice versa and took the ES and said, profile this and make it sound like a PRS. So uh, I've got for my stump, the chump for you, I've got two tracks, the PRS and then the ES. And then you can do the third track, which is, I guess, in the, the line there, technically track number two. And you can guess which one of those that was. So that was PRS. And that's the ES. Well, I want to do that one. Was that last one a PRS or an ES or one of them impersonating the other? Oh, interesting. Okay. So when you had sent me these earlier, I ha- they, they end up playing when I'm trying to like set them up on this thing. Right. And that's the one that I thought was like single coils or something. So yeah. that's interesting. So yeah. that's, 
it sounds the first two sound very similar actually like the second one had a little more um resonance in mm-hmm. the lows that came through quite a bit like uh, like some harmonics there in the lows when you were playing the chords but that second one had like a lot more um treble and and and, and bite oh we got to play that one again so let's see I think I'm just guessing it's the ES. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, by hats off to Pazigur, that is the PRS impersonating the ES with the guitar match feature. That's a that's the PRS trying to sound like a semi hollow body. Yeah, trying to sound ES like the ES three thirty five. Yep. Yeah, so that was the first part of the experiment, right? It was I just messing around with the riff and I was using this native stuff in this guitar match, and then, like I said, I a b'd this crazy. There were like sixteen audio files this with this this with this this without this this without that and i went back and i started just to do the comparison and when i did it with the 2i2 which i'm not trying to slag it it's a great interface oh my god it's like not even worth comparing it's like you know oh yeah that sounds like you went in straight to just an interface that had nothing to it and then all that so i just scrapped that so uh if you play track five that's straight at the PRS straight into the two I two. And you'll hear that's like, it doesn't sound bad because it's the world's most amazing guitar. But then it's like, as it compares to track number one, like just, just nothing. Um, so then what I did thinking about, there must be something I'm doing wrong here. I need to add something to it. I broke out the blessed mother pedal and I threw that in front of it. So that's track number seven. And I think you can hear just like, this is the value. This I finally figured out like, this is why I really like this pedal. Because this is the, you'll really be able to hear on this, I don't want to say subpar, but less of a par recording. You add the Blessed Mother pedal to it. Sounds really cool. Gives it, gives it a little something. So that's just the two I two. Let's hear that that one again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you hear how wide that is. And here's the blessed mother. there you can hear how long it's been since i've really practiced hard (laughs) (laughs) well this is why we're relatable we're just the average joe's playing guitar we're not the superstar you see in the videos that they have demoing the pedals and stuff and we all wish we could be those people but they spend their entire day playing those things so whatever yeah, so it was it was a wild um, experiment. In the end, I'm I'm kind of glad I got the guac with the rift because I feel like I can just there's a lot a lot of places to go with it. 
Yeah, that's a huge difference. Can you use the riff? I guess it's purely an interface. It's not a, you couldn't put that into a mixer, let's say, or something. Yeah, like no, that. it's got a regular output. Yeah. Uh, but I'd need something, oh. I'd be, I'd need something to operate like the signal. So like, yes, if I connected it to, it's got, it, so it's got a USB out, right? So I could send that USB out into iPad, iPhone, Android, whatever, a mobile device of some sort use that to control what is being sent from it. And then if I took that and plugged exactly. it into like a mixer, yeah, I could make it sound like a, you know, Marshall stack or, you know, delay to infinity or whatever uh, effects. Um, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's the, I think that's the angle at some point, maybe <laughs> yeah. if you need and to record voice and guitar or yeah, whatever. And that, that's my riff. yet another I mean, use you have case. the rig, yeah. riff plugged in, but not as a, audio interface just as like just as an output into the other sex, audio interface whatever <laughs> all right so i have to ask what is the uh the aftermath if you get my drift of uh your new guitar well i mean we talked about that right like i love it the uh, it's it's a great guitar it, it looks like a telly it looks like a les paul it looks like a i don't know it looks like a parts caster it's it's like the <laughs> no, perfect no, no, guitar no i mean like uh are are you eating ramen or you, can you afford your new stainless steel strings for it? That was uh, quite the uh, unplanned uh, purchase that you leapt at there. Right. No, no. It looks like I'm good. It looks like I'm good right now. And on top of that, I started using on trajectory. Oh, cool. Tell me about that. I like the fact that it's a really simple wizard, like step one. Really, all I had to do was put in like, What's what's my income and how much money am I starting with that I already have in savings and how much do I save every month? So what I did is I took like how much do I put into my 401k sort of quote unquote how much I save every month, right? what my paycheck is and then how much I have already saved in my like 401k type of stuff, right? Yeah. And like IRA stuff and lo and behold, it said I'm gonna make it. So, so like, <laughs> well, that's it's good because I mean cool, I'm I'm right? terrible at this. I'll um, Google what a 401k is uh, when we we get off here. But I always need stuff like this to be as easy as possible. I write stuff down on the back of napkins. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. Throw away the napkins. You don't need napkins for this. I, I'm with you. Like I have friends that their their hobbies are like financial planning and power to them because like that's the last thing I want to do is open Excel spreadsheets for fun. Like ooh. Let me pop open a beer and look at some Excel spreadsheets of my money. I don't want to do that like at all. You don't need any of that. So with On Trajectory, whether you're just starting your journey or nearing the finish line, it helps you get clarity on where you really stand. It was pretty cool. And it runs this Monte Carlo simulation. Okay. And I'm like, is that like a <laughs> nice. casino thing? Like what's that I don't about? Know what but that is, actually, but I know that's cool. You know, in a previous life when I was in grad school, I did mathematical modeling of like biological systems. People were always talking about Monte Carlo simulations. It, it sees how your plan holds up in different time periods throughout history. It's like a sanity check against your assumed rate of return. It took me like five minutes to do this, but then I, I watched the little video and the video was short too, which I appreciate. Like, I just don't want to sit oh God, through yeah. a bajillion tutorials, but like the next step is to fine tune it and put in like college, you know, like it's not accounting for that. It's, it's assuming like I'm going to have whatever money I have infinitely, but that's not right. You know, there's like these one-time expenses or like school for a while. Like I, I, I think next year I'm basically getting a massive raise because preschool will be done and my daughter will go to public school. So it's nice. like, and so you can see it's that a huge, it's a lot of money every yeah. month. 
So you're doing a pretty good uh, sales job here. So like, what actually are they selling? No, that's like the best part. On Trajectory makes genius financial planning software and they don't sell financial services. So they're not trying to set you up with like a financial planner or anything. There's no sales calls, no commissions, no hidden fees. In a flash, you can create multiple scenarios, monitor investments and expenses, calculate retirement success rate, track actual progress against your plan and add unlimited, you know, income, expense and account entries. And best of all, your plan will never increase in price. And there's free email support, not that you actually really need it. And it's easy to get started on ontrajectory.com and see where your money is taking you. Thanks to ontrajectory for being a sponsor of Grade 43. All right, so we got to uh got to unwrangle my jangle. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. Yep. So, and you know, this one, like, again, this was, um, I don't know. I feel like I landed it where I wanted it to land. I kind of bent this. I saw your, your gristle guitar and, uh, your non tweezer food guitar. And I was like, yep, jangle. Right. So I kind of, um, I, maybe I, yeah, I mean, jangle was your idea. And that was interesting because you're like, oh, tellies are jangle. And I was like, I never thought of that. But then I started the day I got, literally I, I got it and I plugged it in and I was like, well, that's like really is jangle. Wow. Without <laughs> doing anything to it, it's like super jangly. And and then I was realizing jangle does not necessarily mean always clean tone. You can have overdriven jangle. So, so too, that, I guess. yeah, but I found that that's quite difficult to do, though, I think. Yeah. Um, at least without like a bespoke setup where you're like, it's this guitar and this guitar is a jangly guitar and it's going into yep. this amp and it is a dangly amp. So, you know, I did this again. This was through the riff. Uh, with the bias software, again, it was a Vox AC30 imitator, right? Uh, they can't use the name brand, so it was an AC hand-wired low-gain amp. Um, and I thought I had it, and it's basically because there's, there's like a noise gate, a little bit of a rotary, uh, the amp, and some EQ. But at one point, I had boost and drive on there, hmm. and I had to take them off because the more the, of the sustain that you get out of it, then that kind of eats into the idea of the room for the notes to kind of fall around and, and be kind of um, jangly. So, um, yeah. And the, and the other thing too, is like, I, I just like when I was doing the AB stuff for the different interfaces, I did a few different jangles um, and it was just really hard to steer clear of in my head, like oh, jangly country-ish kind of subject matter. Like I wasn't going to sit down and play enter Sandman in, uh, right. in a jangly tone, but that might be no. a killer idea. Maybe we should do that for next time. But anyway, go ahead. Play. Jangle to me, like what immediately comes to mind is like a Tom Petty free fallen yeah. to me is like, that little guitar that does that intro is like pure jangle. Yep. And then acoustic guitar. Like I feel like acu- I almost was going to cheat and be like, you want jangle? Here it is. Bang. Acoustic guitar. Yeah. Like to me, or that's. Like a rent a resonator. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Jangle. It's like you said. Yeah. You can't have the gain masks the, 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 the sound, the quiver, whatever it is that jangle kind of is. Um, I'm going to play it. I'm cool. going to stop talking. Yeah. 
Does Django need to have some buzz too? Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, like give me guitars really bad buzzing fret frets work. is yeah. a part of Django. <laughs> yeah, totally feels like it. And I think I did that one on the ES too. Yeah, I think that's the. I definitely recorded that with the ES, which hasn't been really? set up in a while. Yeah, interesting because I don't think my Firefly right, which is like an ES three thirty five clone, yeah. does Django. I, I don't mm. think it has that in it. Maybe yeah. that's a good question. Yeah, some of it was like you said, like I couldn't imagine, like when, like when we started talking about tweezers and, and fancy food and stuff, like yeah. I couldn't see jangle with the PRS tone, even if I split the coils and, you know, did other stuff. So uh, I think part of it's, you know, having had the ES for over a decade and just being so used to it and all that and how to get a kind of just good rhythmy guitar kind of sounds out of it i definitely opted for that because yeah the the prs just isn't greasy enough and jangle is rhythm right yeah, yeah i like, think so yeah there, you can't have a jangly realize. lead if you have a jangly lead mm, that's uh, hard to imagine <laughs> cool we should probably get out of here and get to uh, get back yeah. to our, our families <laughs> i could tell guarantee you leave leave the studio and every goddamn light in the house is going to be on what do you think the chances are <laughs> No, uh, that's one of the benefits of a four-year-old. The disadvantage is now it's 11 o'clock at night and she is going to wake me up in the morning. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the cartoon character, like opening my eyelids. <laughs> daddy, 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 daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm hosed awesome. tomorrow morning, but it's yeah. worth it. It's for a cause, that's right. right? It's for art. Cool. So, so what we'll, do we got coming? Yeah, in, we'll uh, get out of here for this time. And next time we're going to do something not dissimilar, but something a little bit different. We're not going to uh, give you... The answer is up front. We're not going to tell you what this tone is, but we will come with some sort of tone next week or next yeah. episode when we do. Next episode. And I think we're going to, you know, we we, we promised that this, this show would be about like people too busy to play guitar. So, you know, we talked a little bit about how to maybe do a little bit with recording. We can talk more about that. But like we'll talk a little bit also about how do you make time to play guitar even, right? And so like some tricks and hacks for learning stuff. And and I'm excited about this. Not in the next episode, but coming soon, we're gonna start doing some interviews. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. I feel like we already have three lined up. Yeah, yeah. Hoping to get some more. So yeah. excellent. So yeah, we'll, we'll cool. get out of here. In the meantime, check us out. Are there any more March Madness uh, licks for you to put out there on Instagram or anything like that? Nope, they finished. But I, I do want to just kind of continue posting. There, there's. I got some decent views on things uh, maybe just like my practice approach and, and just kind of show that like you can suck for a week and then the next week you sound pretty darn good i don't know i think there's, there's definitely check us out we're on instagram grade 43 our twitter is super sad so please like <laughs> follow us there it's 43rd grade uh, i couldn't get grade 43 it was taken probably some amazing rebar company or That's something right. like that i don't know <laughs> Yeah, and if you want to ask us questions or tell us how we misunderstood something in the internet, explain it to us or teens explain it to us. Uh, we are info at grade43.com via email, That's which right. is a technology you can ask your parents and grandparents about. Yep. Awesome. All right, let's get out yeah, of here, man. man. Talk to you soon. Yep. One can record in your office or in a studio with modular software or imprints on magnetic tape, and you could record in the caves of Lascaux. All recording is referential to history. 
a catalog of sounds that have already happened? Are there anything in the sound world that is actually new? And perhaps you two guitarist The Edge is trying to tell us about what has already happened. <laughs> 